Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right. Happy Independence Day, yeah. folks. Producer Joseph Armacost, how are you today? Feeling very independent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you always got some. Hey, um, folks, did you hear about the... Uh, this is not a joke. I am not starting the show. Joe, I, I actually hit Joe up with this before we came yeah. on the air. Uh, we'll do a, one of our rough cuts we haven't done in a while. But um, I'm in the gym yesterday. For those of you who watched my NRA TV show yesterday, you probably heard this story. But I'm in the gym, and at the end of the gym, I always like to hit the sauna. It's, it's great for bad joints. It's <laughs> awesome. And I get an email about this story. Like, Trump's going to announce a uh, new Fair Trade Act uh, a, a push to exit the WTO. So I'm always looking for stories. So I, I, I read the bill. And the bill... By the way, whoever named this bill, you are either the greatest man or woman in human history, or man, did you screw up by not properly thinking the acronym out. If you did it on purpose, hat tip to you, brother or sister. <laughs> if you did it by accident, you may want to find a new line of work. The bill, Joe, yes. is called the Fair A Fair and Reciprocal Trade Act. <laughs> This is not a joke. This is (laughs) the Fair and Reciprocal, otherwise known as the Fart Act. That is a real bill. Now, if you did that on purpose, you are awesome. I love you. Bring a little humor to Capitol Hill and the executive office of the presidency. If you did it by accident, you missed that. Dude, dude. You need to find a new line of work. That's a real story. I couldn't even get through the end of the NRA TV show yesterday when I was doing it. Because I'm like, how do you how do you mention this on TV? Yeah. Today we're going to talk about the the Fart Act. The, the, the what? The Fart Act? Did you really <laughs> call it? Now, listen, I get it. We're uh, well, I know we're all old and supposedly mature. I'm 43. Joe's a little older than a me. Lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot older than me. And but that's just funny. It's just always it funny. I, I I don't know why. I have no. There's nothing particularly funny about the mechanics of it. It's just funny. Nobody knows why. But calling it the fart act, great job. <laughs> um, really nice work, uh, dude, who did that. Yeah. So uh, the fart act. Uh, maybe we should all get behind it. Someone should put that oh, on a campaign sign. Dude. Trump, 2020. Uh, all, all fart all the time. <laughs> Joe, come on! You're usually good yeah. with witty stuff. Like, isn't it? Wouldn't there be a great the fart act? Not all gas, you know. It's <laughs> yeah, we got to get behind it. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> the fart act. Don't let it be a squeaker. You know the. <laughs> This is real. I'm not messing with you, folks. It's, we got to get behind that. <laughs> it's a real thing. Look it up. I'm not messing with you. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes today. I could totally see this. That's no way. Listen, Trump is such a marketing genius. Yeah. Do you know the shirts, the chum store we could put together with this? Oh, Do you understand yeah. how great uh, Trump 2020, low taxes, low regulations, control borders. <laughs> I actually put, I got to put, I got to get, all right, enough of the fart. Hey, mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> that was perfect. Ma, the meatloaf. Someone told me that they have, um, 
good meatloaf at it. What was it? Oh, gosh. They sent me. Now I just forgot the place. You see, I'm totally distracted with the fart act. They haven't even got to the reads today. All right. That's a real thing, though. All right, folks. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Keepsake. This is a pretty cool technology, especially for me, because I wind up doing. You know what I wind up doing? To prep for the show, folks, I screenshot. Uh, items and articles Hmm. and I wind up clogging up the photo file in my phone and I can never find photos I want so this is a really cool a thing that uh, that I really 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 like I'm happy to have them on board we all have great photos on our phone birthdays graduations weddings but what happens to them well I can tell you for me most of them get deleted and it's sad but for most of us even the best photos never make it off of our phones and let's be honest some photos deserve more than a fake uh, f- a fake book. You see it even <laughs> even me. A Facebook post or an email. Some photos should be where you can see them every day. You know, you post them to Instagram, Facebook, but sometimes you got to print those babies up. <laughs> Keepsake frames is the easy way to frame photos from your phone in seconds. Whether you're doing some home decorating or looking for a thoughtful personal gift, this is really cool. It's easy, super easy, by the way. Just download the Keepsake frames app, upload a photo, and choose a frame. Snap, done like that. Super fast. Anybody can. I am not that technologically savvy. I figured it out ASAP. Uh, every uh, keepsake frame is handmade in the USA from high quality materials. They even have canvas options because keepsake frames are shipped direct from their studio. Prices start at just twenty five dollars, and shipping is always free. Keepsake frames bring your digital photos to life without the time or cost of going to a frame shop. You can even see a detailed preview of the final product before you buy. Keepsake Frames has framed hundreds of thousands of smartphone photos, but the one that matters most is the one you're going to order. Create a custom frame print right now in under 30 seconds. It is. It's really fast. Now, through July 22nd, it's important. Through July 22nd, they're offering an incredible deal for our listeners, listeners of the Dan Bongino Show. 30% off your first order when you use promo code DAN. Download the Keepsake Frames app and get 30%, 30% off plus free shipping when you use promo code DAN. That's 30% off with the Keepsake Frames app, promo code DAN. Go download it, Keepsake, K-E-E-P-S-A-K-E, the Keepsake Frames app. Use promo code DAN for 30% off. This is super cool. You're going to love it. All right. All right. So... I haven't updated people, given that it's a 4th of July show. I don't want to bombard you with a lot of political stuff. But I haven't updated you all in a while, and I get a lot of emails about what happened to me with the stem cell stuff. And unfortunately, I saw uh, a story, and I've been talking to some people in the field, and the whole industry, it seems, is under attack. Um, You know, there are some, of course, bad actors like they are anywhere. But I have really bad arthritis. I'm not trying to bombard you with my sob stories. (laughs) Nobody cares, you know, me included. But it's... You know, I'm the host of the show and it's a big problem in my life. I didn't really take care of myself when I was younger and I didn't really take care of myself when I was younger and um, I wish I had. And I, I say to my daughter and any of the teenagers or people in their early 20s listening, really, uh, do not unnecessarily abuse your body because it will pay you back. And I did not listen to my father when he told me that. Now I'm in my 40s. I'm paying the price. I have pretty severe osteoarthritis. So I was desperate. And one night I was uh, I was I was contacted by a guy 
a really good guy, Dr. Mark Berman. And he said, I think I can help you out. And I flew out to Beverly Hills and I had the stem cell thing done. I get a lot of questions about it from people. And folks, listen to me. I am obviously not a doctor. Go seek your own medical advice. I'm not trying to give you medical advice. Um, I'm just telling you my personal experience with it. I get a ton of questions. I've been saving it for a rough cuts. You do with this information what you choose. But I'm don't please don't mistake this for any kind of medical advice on my part, okay? Everybody has different circumstances. I'm just telling you I get a lot of questions, so I'll fill you in what happened with me. My left shoulder is, of all, I have a couple severely arthritic joints, but my left shoulder is the worst. Um, the, it's it's from boxing. Your left shoulder, when you're righty, your, your left arm is your, your jab. That's your jab hand. Mm-hmm. And a good jab comes from the shoulder, doesn't come from the hand. The hand is the impact point, but a good jab, as any good boxer will tell you, comes from the shoulder. So years and years and years, and you wind up jabbing, what, sometimes 10 times more than you wind up using your power hand. I just ate my left shoulder up. There was almost no cartilage left based on some x-rays I had done and some MRIs where the orthopedist said, hey, brother, you're in a lot of trouble. Matter of fact, it was one of the few times I went to the doctor where I left, I left pretty devastated. Um, I, the last time I went in, I called my wife and, it, you know, usually when you go into the doctor, Joe, especially in orthopedists, you have a torn meniscus, a torn ACL, yeah. you know, you're never going to be the same, right. but you know, you, you expect to be able to, you know, walk and live normally mm-hmm. again. Right. Yeah. The doctor, when I walked out, the doctor's like, Hey, I don't have anything to tell you. Like you have nothing left in your shoulder. You're going to live in pain or you can replace your shoulder. And I said, Oh, let me look into this shoulder replacement thing. And he's telling me the stuff and the shoulder replacements are, not very good. I mean, the hemicap's okay, but um, they're not they're not great. They don't really lend themselves to an active lifestyle. Mm. So I was desperate, but I was in agonizing pain. So I was contacted by Mark Berman out in Beverly Hills, who wrote the book on stem cells. He wrote a book called The Stem Cell Revolution. And I flew out there. And it's been a year and six months now since my first treatment. And what they do is they... They do a liposuction on you. And Joe's intently listening because Joe's in a lot of pain too sometimes. I mean, Joe's led a pretty active life. Yeah. Um, they t- they do a liposuction on your back. Uh, it's small. It's not. It, it was not painful at all. They they basically put like a cannula, like a big needle in there almost, and they they just pull out some fat. It's not even that much, but you feel a little pressure. But it was not, it was almost painless. I mean, mm-hmm. I was talking to the doctor while they were doing it. They get the stem cells. I believe they're mesenchymal stem cells, stem cells out of the fat tissue. So, you know, a little dough. I told the doc, I'm like, hey, you want a little extra of that fat? You know, feel free. You could take some, you know, if you need a little souvenir. Of course, he did not do that because he's a doctor. But they, that's the double bang for you. You get a little fat taken out of your back too, right? He takes the stem cells out. And it takes about an hour. I think they put it through a, a some kind of a centrifuge and micrometer, whatever it may be. And they get the stem cells. It comes out, looks like, like a, I don't know, like a chicken broth or something. And they inject it into the joint. Now, I was not particularly optimistic that this was going to help me at all, um, but it's been a year and a half, and I'll give you an update. Um, I don't have any pain in my left shoulder. I know that's, again, I'm not recommending it. You guys do your own homework. I'm telling you, I was in, you know when the Dr. Joe says to you, um, one to 10, what's your pain? Like 10 is like you're in absolute agony. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, after workouts, I was like a, a solid seven. No problem at all. Hmm. I mean, if I'm trying not to exaggerate, it's probably an eight. But uh, I, I don't want to sound like I'm snowflakey. I was done. I couldn't. I would be on my bed almost in tears because my shoulder was so inflamed because the bone would grind on the bone. Oh. 
I, I'm I'm pain pain free now. I don't have any. I mean, some days it gets cranky. So the pain part, I'm a zero to a one now, which is amazing in and of itself. Uh, by the way, I, folks, again, do your own thing. I don't get any financial benefit from this. No one asked me to say this. Okay. Um, I just get a lot of emails still to this day about the stem cell stuff. What? Now, yeah, yeah. Was was the injection itself painful? Did- no, no. They they local. The good question. You know, see, this is why I love having Joe on the show. They they anesthetize the area locally. So you again, uh. you just feel pressure. He gets deep with that needle. I mean, it gets in there yeah. with the joint. Um, you know, it has to. And I, I don't know, folks, I don't know what it does. Does it grow back cartilage? I have no idea. I'm in no position to medically evaluate those claims at all. All I can tell you is my story. I was a seven, maybe an eight. I'm now a zero or a one. Here's the downside, though. That's not really a downside. It's kind of a stability of the downside. It's not like anything bad happened from it. I don't have range of motion back. My shoulder was never the same. Mm. Um, matter of fact, I mean, sometimes when I'm in the gym, and I, um, excuse me, I'll do overhead presses, but I have to do them on the Smith machine now. Uh, do you know what a Smith machine is, folks? It's like the I know you know what it is, Joe, but it's a uh, it's a barbell on a glided predetermined path. Oh, it's in okay. like a rack. It 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 doesn't doesn't go backwards and forwards just goes up and down so there's really no way to kind of screw it up you don't have to stabilize it um it's kind of the bane of every serious uh, muscle heads existence the smith machine but for me when i overhead press you, you know the, the, taking a barbell and basically pushing it over your head a military press is how they call it shoulder press got a thousand different names i can't do that with a regular barbell anymore because my range of motion never ever came back so my shoulder only pushes out kind of you see me on the video which is unfortunate the rest of the audience doesn't show but my shoulders only push out this way Uh only in forward like i'm like like i'm pushing out from my chest not like i'm pushing over my head so if i were to do that with a barbell outside of a glided path like outside of a machine i would fall over because the barbell would carry me forward so sometimes in the gym i'll be doing that and i have to step back from the smith machine at an angle and people will come up to me and be like dude the heck is wrong with your shoulder? Because it looks weird. It just looks weird what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Like, what are you doing? What is she doing? So that's the same, the same scene. Ron P, there you go. We need that. What is she doing back there? What is she doing? People come up to me, I'm like, what's wrong with your shoulder? That's typically how I get into these stem cell conversations. So the downside is my range of motion never came back. Now I have some friends who've had it done and have had range of motion come back. Uh, mine hasn't. But for me, it was really just not living with that that pain that mattered. Yeah. I want to ask you about the range of motion, too. Yeah. When you say it hadn't come back, you mean it physically, there's a stopping point or the pain, yeah. the pain makes you like, stop? Like, look at this. I'm going to show you something. Like, it's, folks, you know the hands up thing? Yeah. Like, hands up. Like people are, when they have their, you know, the palms facing out. Like, I'm doing that now. So here's my right shoulder, right. Joe. I'm doing it with my right arm, like kind of a hands up. You see how it moves normal? Yeah. And the rotator cuff, I'm moving it along. Yeah. Now look at my left arm. <laughs> this is it. That's all it goes. Is and that- it goes down to there. Now it doesn't hurt to do that, okay. but it, it, I don't know if the nerves just don't want, it will not move. And I have no idea why that is. There's some cartilage huh. rebuild itself, but it's not the same kind of cartilage. Maybe it's some kind of scar tissue. I have no idea. All I know is I was living in pain and I, I can't recommend to you anything. I'm not a doctor, uh, but 
I'm telling you, it, it almost wiped out my pain completely. And I get a ton of emails on it. Now, having said that, I've wanted to address this for a little while. I'm really a little ticked off to be to be candid with you about what's going on with the stem cell industry. Well, for some bizarre reason, um, the FDA, uh, yeah, even under this president, which is shocking. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm sure he's not being briefed on every single decision over there. He's got a million things going on. But the FDA, for some reason, has gone after the stem cell industry. And I cannot figure out what the heck they're doing. I, I, I can't. I'm not kidding, folks. They're saying, oh, it's a manipulation of the cell. It's your own stem cells. What are you kidding? They take out your stem cells. They don't take Joe's out and give them to me. Right. Like, well, it's a manipulation. Of the, it's not a manipulation. It's your own stem cells. The FDA is all over these people. Look up the story. Folks, it, it, I don't know what I'd do without it. And I'm just kind of surprised that, you know, I've been honored enough to have this big audience that someone who's been through it twice now, I did it twice. I did my elbows too and my knee. That someone who did it twice and has had really good experiences with it, can't we just figure it out on our own? I mean, really, the FDA, I'm, I'm stunned. They are shredding this industry. And I, I cannot figure out. I'm sure there's some politics behind the scenes. There's some lobby money. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's some drug industry pain people. I don't know what it is. All I can tell you is as a citizen that you should be able to make your own. It's yourselves, your own decisions about your body. And the fact that the industry is under assault really kind of ticks me off. Look it up. You think I'm making any of this up, by the way? The FDA has gone full bore after these people. And, uh, you know, I am absolutely willing to testify to anyone um, if it'll help as to my experiences with it, because we should be free to make our own decisions on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got a couple more things I want to talk about today. Uh, let's see. Where's the other one? Oh, here we go. Sorry. We have so many new sponsors. Thank you to making our show. Uh, you know, the second, uh, depending on the day, the second or third biggest conservative show in the country. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. We've got a ton of new sponsors coming on board, so it means a lot. All right. Lending Club. Good to have Lending Club on board. For decades, credit cards have been telling us, buy it now and pay for it later with interest. Eh, despite your best intentions that interest can get out of control fast big problem i know when i needed some money um when we were running for office and uh you know i had left i'd left the secret service and you know things get ugly sometimes we had to charge up some credit cards and it's always we all believe me we've all had that experience i remember it can get out of control yeah it was ugly man fast so with lending club you can consolidate your debt or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment since 2007 lending club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed rate personal loans. No trips to the bank, no high interest uh, credit cards. Just go to LendingClub.com and tell them about yourself and how much you want to borrow. Pick the terms that are right for you. And if you're approved, your loan is automatically deposited into your bank account in as little as a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer lending platform with over $35 billion in loans issued. Go to LendingClub.com slash Dan. That's LendingClub.com slash Dan lendingclub.com slash Dan. Check your rate in minutes. Borrow up to $40,000. That's lendingclub.com slash Dan. Lendingclub.com slash Dan. All loans made by WebBank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Go check them out. Thanks, Lending Club, for jumping on board. Appreciate that. Okay. Um, on the stem cell thing, you know, I like to talk about some workout stuff once in a while, especially in these days. And yeah. I, I appreciate the feedback you all give me. We, our rough cut shows always do very well, which uh, surprised me because the first one we did on a holiday three years ago, I was just, you know, for me, it wasn't a throwaway show. I do show prep and I, I, I don't want to waste your time. 
But uh, I didn't think it would get the feedback it did. We did very well. So uh, sometimes I like doing these. One of the things I've been doing as well to help, uh, and, and I know um, some of you listening who have joint problems may take this to heart. Some of you may not have joint problems, but just this kind of a prophylactic measure for you younger kids out there. One of the things I've been doing that's really been helping me get through these arthritis episodes as well is inversion. Now, although they're not a sponsor of today's show, Teeter, who's a sponsor later, sent me an inversion table, which was really nice. And um, I have been all over inversion for a while uh, now. And they had one at the the Secret Service gym when I was there. And one of the tricks I've been doing, and again, I get, I, go check with your doctor and stuff. I'm not giving you any advice. I'm just telling you it works for me. If you have really severe joint pain, the combination of a super hot sauna and the inversion afterwards, for me, has been gold. Now... Having said that, you got to be in a, in in okay shape to try this because you you know there's a danger, of course, of passing out. One, if you spend too much time in the sauna, if it's too hot, you definitely want to acclimate yourself to it. Yeah. I don't think people respect the power of the sauna. You ever been in one of those? Oh, it's yeah. super hot. I love them. And oh man, me too. Yeah. You sweat out all that garbage. You don't even know what's living inside you until you sweat it out in the sauna. <laughs> but right. when you go in the sauna and you the one in my gym. Gets up to like a buck fifty, which is hot. It's not super hot, but it's hot. And you spend a good twenty minutes in there. I mean, you work up a killer sweat. Sometimes I'll move around, shoulder circles, some hip rotations, move my knees a little bit, get those joints going. And then I'll go home and hop on the teeter and go and invert for like five minutes. You know, you gotta be careful because again, you don't want to pass out, especially if you're sweating a lot. But man, I'm telling you, I feel like old. Sometimes, sometimes I'll do that right before my NRE TV show. And that's why if you watch the show, uh, you'll see sometimes I'm super hyped up on the air when I'm doing it. And that's the reason, because I just got out of the sauna. My body temperature is super elevated right now. I'm really loose. The body feels good. And I don't know what it is about the inversion. I don't know if it's... It's almost like a high you get from it. I don't know if it's from the blood rush to your head. I, I I don't know. Again, I'm not here to give you the anatomy and physiology of it. I'm just here to tell you some of the tricks over the years through a worn down body. I've been using stem cells, inversion, sauna, and none of it's particularly expensive. Most good gyms have a sauna. I like the, the dry sauna. I'm not a huge fan of the, the wet ones. They always smell. They always have that mold smell, oh, and it drives man. me crazy. Stuff grows the, in there. <laughs> oh, big time, man! Yeah. The dry ones, I I like better. I just, but that with inversions always been uh, always been solid for me. Here's another one of my my favorite pointers, by the way, as we all start to age. When you know, I'm 43 now. I'm about six one. I weighed myself the other day, 231 pounds. I'm probably. I don't know between 18 and 20 percent body fat. Realistically, mm. I mean, I still have cubes. You know, the abs, <laughs> but they're not what they were. I used to have a six pack. It's like a four and a half pack now, maybe. Right. My wife likes it. I'm married, so that's all I really care about. You know, I love my wife to death. She's awesome. But when you get older, I've noticed after after about 37 or so, I can handle protein and fat, no problem at all. Uh, for those of you listening to one of my last Rough Cuts episodes we did a while ago, I was talking about how insulin management, as you get older, that is critical. I don't really believe it's about calories, folks. I, I don't. I, I I just, as long as you're not, you're eating sensibly, right? You're eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of meats and natural stuff. You're not eating like, you know, Oreos and, you know, treat yourself to a treat once in a while, of course, but you're not eating that every day. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's about the calories. I really believe it's about the management of your insulin. As you get older, you have a really tough time processing the carbs. I know I do. I used to be able to eat 
a an entire bowl, two, three bowls of white rice and go to bed and wake up in the morning like a monster. I mean, it was no problem at all. Now I've got to be super careful. I never eat carbs at night two days in a row. Just my kind of golden rule. Um, I won't eat them two days in a row. On the third night, I'll usually just stick with either a really super fatty fish or fatty steak and vegetables. No carbs at all. Um, but if I do, if I am going to have a really heavy carb meal, one of the best tricks out there is the apple cider vinegar. Uh-huh. The greatest thing ever. This I have noticed. I've noticed a, a a real change in my body composition, even at forty three. Ever since I started doing this, here's the trick. The stuff. I, I'm sorry, but it tastes awful. Some people email me. Oh, I got used to it. I, I, it tastes terrible. I never got used to it, but it's so good. I really don't care. It's really. It's it's just get over it. The apple cider vinegar. Get the the one with the mother in. Right. It. The mother. It's the mother is like a fermentation thing. Uh, it's called. I'm not making that up. It's called the mother. It'll say on the bottle with the mother in it. You'll see it. It's really nasty looking. It looks like a cloudy mess of bacteria, whatever it is. You shake it up. You get it right in there. Get it with the mother. You take. I just spill it in there. I don't know. Two tablespoons. A tablespoon. I don't know. Read online. They'll give you. The, but I just spill it in. I kind of know. And before you're gonna have that heavy carb meal, just wolf that thing down i rinse my mouth out afterwards with water because it's uh it's so acidic but you wolf that thing down a cup of that in water and i i've noticed a noticeable change in my body composition since there when i hit yeah yeah that's the one i get to say what is that the brag yeah. brag right yep yeah that's the same one i get joe has it right there it says on the bottle right with the mother in it yep yeah, look, I get the exact, that's funny, Joe. I, we did not plan, I didn't tell Joe what I was going to talk about. Um, we drink the same one. Yeah, and it, it is it's bad, right, Joe? I mean, it, it's rough. To, <laughs> yeah, but it's so, I had these, um, this was really disappointing because my whole life I was super lean. And when I hit about 37 or so, I started to notice the dreaded love handles, yeah. man. I'm like, what is that? What is that, a pouch? What am I, a camel? Is this like Spider-Man where I was bit by a, a a radioactive camel and I'm getting super camel powers? Like a camel pouch on both sides? I, I'm serious. I was I put <laughs> jeans on. I, I have to wear my belt kind of tight um, because I, you know, I carry a gun and I don't the gun will droop your pants down. So you have to, you know, you have to cinch it up. And you cinch it up and everybody's like, wait, what's that thing hanging over? Is that what is that a camel pouch? <laughs> I, I was horrified. I told my wife, I'm like, what's going on? I was working out, doing my tabata sprints, I was doing CrossFit, lifting heavy, I was eating right, and I don't know what it is. I think at 37, you just 37, 38 yeah, for me. Slow down. You, yeah, you just, your body just does not process things like it used to. The, the, I don't know. I don't know if it's an insulin sensitivity thing or what it may be. But I tried that. And, you know, I don't take these, whatever, shirtless selfies or anything. It's kind of goofy Please. On, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> if I'm at the beach, but not like, hey, look at me. I'm, but I'm telling you, if I did, the, the love handles are almost gone. Uh, they're almost gone and it's taken a little while but i that's the trick is that that apple cider vinegar in the uh in the in the um in the water before and use a lot of water because again the stuff tastes awful but it's supposed to really hype up your insulin sensitivity and i believe it makes the it makes the uh the carbohydrates a little it slows the digestion process a little bit which is good because you don't get those spikes um in in blood sugar which is really terrific okay uh, you know, another one of my, if you're, if you'll allow me, uh, you know, workout tips here for the, for the 4th of July, the things that's really worked for me. And I've been at it a long, long time. 
time. I mean, Joe, I've been hitting it since I'm 13. I'm oh, yeah. 43. I've tried everything. I told you in the last Rough Cuts about one of my favorite workouts. Um, you can go look it up. I'm not going to go through it on the show, but this one is a monster. Um, it's called, <laughs> this is real. Again, I'm not messing with you. It's called dog crap training. Right. D-O-G-G. I think the guy's name is Dante Tridell that did it. It's on, if you Google it, it comes right up. I'm not messing with you. Look at it. Why he called it that, I don't know. I think he's messing with people. But the workout's legit. And the workout is, is two, the reason I'm only bringing it up now and bringing it up again, because I've already spoken about this in a prior Rough Cuts, is I, I've noticed this a lot. I've been working out in my, my gym, and I've been a, I'm a student of what other people do. And after 30-plus years of doing it, I've noticed people waste an enormous amount of time in the gym. Mm-hmm. If you are not at your peak physical condition and haven't been working out 10, 15, 20 years, why you're wasting your time doing concentration curls and forearm work in a gym is beyond me. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not a personal trainer, but I've I've lived this lifestyle a very long time. And one of the best revelations someone ever gave to me is scrap all of that stuff, stick with the big movements, and get out of the gym fast. And this dog crap workout does that. It Everything is basically like cluster sets where, you know how Joe, everybody, oh, go in and you do five sets of eight or four sets of 12. Throw that out the window. This workout's great because it's one long set. You go in, whatever you're doing. Let's say you're doing bench press, right? You do your, you have eight reps, take 10 breaths. You go to 10. Pick it up again. You do three more, 10 more breaths. Pick it up again, three more. Pick it up again. You do that five times. You say, oh, that's easy. You'll be done super quick. Really? Give it a try sometimes. Watch what happens after the fifth set. You can barely move your arms. You're like, oh, what just what just happened? You, you can't even shave the next day because you can't lift your arms up. <laughs> no, it's rough. But the nice part about the work is not only is it quick, because you have to get in and out of there fast. Stop wasting your time. These people spend so much time in the gym. Like, dude, what are you doing forearms for? Forearm? Do you deadlift? That deadlift, your forearms, you'll look like Popeye. Forearms, like what a waste of time. Concentration curls. People, I I shouldn't say, but I saw someone doing them in the gym today. That's why this came to mind. I'm like, oh, I, and it was a woman. She was jacked too. I'm like, what are you doing? Concentration curls? People still do those? The other good part about this workout, this dog crap training workout, is it focuses on the big movements. And if I had to give you one piece of workout advice, never forget, it's that. Stop wasting your time with the small stuff. If it feels good, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Matter of fact, I said to my wife, and she's never been in better shape. She was asking me all these workouts. I go, Paula, let me just make this simple for you. Because some people need these big, convoluted, complicated workouts. Let me make this super simple for you. Here's your workout forever. Weighted pull-ups, or just pull-ups if you can't do them with weight. Bench press, I recommend the dumbbells. Really, the barbell's a train wreck for your shoulders. But some people like the barbell. They, you know, it's an ego thing, whatever. Weighted pull-ups, bench press, zercher squats, or squats if you're more comfortable putting a bar in the back of your shoulder. I have to put it in the crook of my elbow because I have shoulder problems. But I do think zercher squats are better. Um, look them up. You just basically hold the bar in the crook of your elbow. But regular squats if you're more comfortable with that. Deadlifts and military presses. That's it. That's it. 
put three of them in one day, two of them in the next day, move them around. Now, the workout, the dog crap workout does that. <laughs> it's so funny saying that. They move them around for you, and it actually has the whole program. You can just print it up, or do you do what I did? I went to the, I screenshotted it. On I did took screenshots of the workouts, and I just keep them on my phone. And it says day one, day two, day two. It's not complicated. And I just go day one, day two, I do them in order. Um, it's a really good workout. I put on, just to give you an example, real world example, in case you think I'm messing with you. I started that workout about six, maybe seven years ago. I was between 190 and 195, depending on my body fat level. I'm 231 now at roughly the same body fat. That is a lot of muscle. Now, if you're you know, a woman listening, you're not interested, or even a guy, and you're not interested in particularly bulking up, that's fine. But if you do the workout right, and you don't eat like I do, you'll wind up will end up getting super shredded as well because your muscles, the tonage will be incredible. I mean, it's really, an, 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 a, it's a great workout. I can't encourage you strongly enough, but those are the two takeaways from the workout without going through the whole thing. Make it fast. Stop getting obsessing over this five sets. Five, pack them all into one. One, take a breath. If they take 10 breaths, go back, hit the second, third, fourth, fifth. You wind up beating the snot out of yourself in half the time. And then focus on the big stuff, the squats, the deadlifts. Learn how to do them right, especially the deadlift. You don't want to get hurt on the deadlift. I did that once. It was a big mistake. But don't waste your time with all this other stuff. Pick up a kettlebell once in a while. Um, you know, Get your cardio in. But if you focus on those five, six lifts, you are going to transform yourself. I mean, my wife looks terrific. She looks amazing. She's in her 40s, too. She looks uh, just phenomenal. All right, a couple more things I wanted to get to, but uh, we got one more. Uh, this I'm, I love these guys. So, the pictures on the site are just amazing. Uh, hey, welcoming a puppy into your home is one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do. But how can you be sure they came from a responsible breeder? That was important to me before I uh, signed on with them. Online classifies are definitely not the answer. The best place to find the perfect puppy is PuppySpot.com, a trusted service connecting the nation's top breeders to caring, responsible individuals and families. Because a puppy joining a home shouldn't feel too big to handle, it shouldn't be full of mystery or compromise. PuppySpot is more than a service. They're advocates. Their 200-plus dog-loving team members ensure that only the highest level of licensed breeders enter their exclusive breeder community. You can view thousands of puppies from golden retrievers to Yorkies to Labradoodles, and their puppy concierge service will help you find the right breed for you. Once you find the pup you love, you can relax because Puppy Spot handles the rest. Their industry-leading health guarantee means your puppy's vaccinations are up to date, and they receive a nose-to-tail health exam from a licensed veterinarian before they're brought safely home to you. Fetch your new best friend at PuppySpot.com slash Dan. That's PuppySpot.com slash Dan. Because for a limited time, all Dan Bongino listeners will receive access to the Puppy Spot VIP program with discounts on everything you need for your new puppy. From food to walking services. Go to PuppySpot.com slash Dan for the special offer. That's PuppySpot.com slash Dan. Go check it out. All right. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up here as well, there's been this... Uh, I was reading an article. I put it in the show notes. I thought it was interesting. It's fascination with these post-apocalyptic movies. Um, there's, a matter of fact, there's one coming out. I saw the trailer for, and uh, I, I try not to see too many Hollywood movies anymore because these Hollywood types are so against yeah. just about everything we do. But the trailer did look interesting, and there was a link to it, and it came up, and it made me think of this article I saw about these post-apocalyptic end-of-the-world type movies. And the movie's called um, The Domestics, and it's something like the I don't know, government like to put some chemical attack and everybody's dead except for these 
few survivors and they wind up, of course, getting into gangs and the gangs are all going after people. It's kind of like the Walking Dead thing without the zombies. And it just got me thinking, you know, do you ever watch that 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 series? Um, what is it? After Humans? It was on, I think it was on the Discovery Channel or Nat Geo, whatever it would be, After Humans. And and they talked about all this stuff. And these movies always they they always let this stuff go. That if we were to if, if we were somehow to all be wiped out, you know, most of you live within, say, a couple hundred miles of nuclear power plants, everything. All this stuff would detonate. It'd be nuclear fallout everywhere. <laughs> you know, the, and, and I was watching this movie and it, they always just kind of casually look over that stuff like these things all have to be maintained by a watchful human eye after a certain amount of time. But, you know, I'm not. I bring that up because I think there's a natural human obsession with, with what would we do if chaos was to ensue. And, you know, I, I, I always hesitate to talk about these things because people, uh, you know, people, of course, over-dramatize and liberals think, you know, they always think we're all crazy anyway. But preparedness makes sense, folks. And, uh, you know, what I do around my house, some simple stuff. See, I live in a, in a hurricane zone where over, over the summer there's an omnipresent threat of a really disastrous hurricane it's not a joke down here you know you have to have emergency food you have to i mean we have my patriot supply is one of our sponsors but you know emergency food is a must but also you know things like batteries and things like that but i also recommend that people of course uh learn how to protect themselves with a firearm. It is the great equalizer um when it comes to a force on force scenario if someone was to attack you god forbid with one I, you know, I'm always hesitant to kind of make recommendations here, but I bought a few recently that I thought are pretty good. One of them I really, really like that I think is uh, is pretty good if you can learn to handle it and get your uh, get your arms around it. I bought the, the Keltec KSG, and they're not a sponsor or anything like that. I'm just telling you this because I, I I just bought one. I thought it's great. Check it out. It's a it's a very, very well-designed shotgun. Now, one of the problems with shotguns I've seen in the past is they don't, the magazine tube in shotguns, um, they don't, it doesn't carry a lot of ammunition. You'll only usually get about, it depends, the 870. I think you can fit six in there. But the Keltec KSG, it's, it's, uh, it's short, it's easily maneuverable, and it's got uh, two barrels in it. So you get a decent amount of ammo. But it's good for, you know, it's easy to handle. Um, I just picked one up. It's really good for home defense. So, you know, you, you you want that you want to you want to be able to defend yourself get yourself a good safe i just picked up a really good one i threw a bunch of stuff in there so the emergency food to save obviously the batteries and things like that but this is always good you know it's always good to be prepared and i know if you don't live it down here it's just kind of accepted i mean that's what everybody does mm-hmm. they you know the you don't want to be the guy in walmart right before the hurricane who's trying to get batteries and there are none left, you know, lights, lamps. Uh, I go buy those glow sticks. We used to use them in the secret service a lot. These they're super cheap. You can get them on Amazon, Walmart, anywhere. Um, you just snap them. You know, the, the, um, you know, the neon glow sticks, yeah. they last forever. You can hang them from a couple mm-hmm. pieces of scotch tape and a paper clip. Uh, they last forever in the house. The, the boxes of them are really cheap. And my daughter likes to play with them. I mean, when the lights go out down here, when it's hurricane time, that's the nice part. She can run around the house. We get lights and she gets something to play with for the same amount of time. Pick up a couple boxes of those. Um, the lanterns obviously matter with that. But I just, you know, I'm going to throw that out there before the bad holidays, um, before the holiday. Hey, uh, one more story. Um, you know, if you're going to go out there and, you know, you, uh, iTarget was one of our sponsors too. And I'm always talking about firearm proficiency and you're going to learn how to shoot. One of the best things we did in the Secret Service um, that really helped us learn how to 
operate a firearm in a stressful situation that I can't recommend to you enough. God forbid you're involved in a self-defense scenario where you're going to be scared. You're going to be anxious is we did this thing called the stress course. You know, listen, going to the range matters. Obviously, you know, um, you know, practicing your dry firing as I always talk about in that read and we do that matters too. But learning how to operate that piece of machinery in a stressful situation is far different than operating when you're not breathing heavy. So we used to have this course in the Secret Service and open your eyes quick. Some of the best shooters we had, you'd see their scores drop precipitously. We did this. Here's what they do. We had a gym. And the gym was about 200 yards from the outdoor firing range down there in uh, Prince George's County, not far from Joe, when I was an instructor out there. I went through this myself, and I watched other people go through it. And they would have you do some pull-ups first. You know, pull-ups are pretty stressful, uh, if you, especially if, you know, pull-ups are, you know, when you get to your 10th or 15th pull-up, they'd have you do some pull-ups, and then you jump off the bar, and then you would sprint down to the shoot house, and you'd have people screaming in your ear, ah, and you'd go through, you'd cycle through the three firearms, the Remington 870 shotgun, the Heckler & Coke MP5, and then you'd wind up in the end with your pistol till the SIG uh, 229. And they'd be screaming in your ear. Now, after sprinting, now keep in mind, you're in your, you know, your BDUs, uh, basically the cargo pants for the civilian population, the BDUs, and you're in boots. And you're, you're not running on a track, you know, you're running at one point over, you know, under the bridge and you're, you're going down a hill. It's not flat ground. You're not running on a track. You get there and you're already exhausted. They're screaming in your ear, put this on, put that on. And, you, and, and you're trying to shoot and you realize quickly that this is done in a controlled environment, that if this was an uncontrolled environment, that and it was total chaos. In other words, you, there was no range instructor. There was no tapping out. There was no stopping. This would be geometrically worse. You wind up getting tunnel vision and all that. Uh, you know the tunnel vision where you only see what's right ahead of you. You don't see your, your peripheral vision almost shuts down. I say this, folks, because until you've experienced that for the first time, you're almost shocked. You can't believe mm. it. You're like, oh my gosh, I, I I I can barely see the target. What do you mean? It's only 15 yards away. How can you not see the target? After the third or fourth time doing it, though, it's not comfortable. You're still breathing heavy. Your peripheral vision is still limited. But you wind up learning to operate with uh, Lieutenant Dave Grossman, his book. Uh, he has his book on killing, which is a, a book about what happens in actual combat situations. He's a military officer. It's a really good book, by the way. He talks about learning to operate in a red zone. So I, I say that because, you know, at the show, it's rough cuts. It's the holidays. I want to beat you up with a lot of politics and things like that. But if you're going to commit to learning how to operate a firearm and you're physically fit enough, again, I can't say that enough, to do it, you know, try it out. Do a few push-ups, you know, do a few push-ups before you get out there. You know, sprint in place for, for a good minute or two if you, if you can and get your heart rate going. Really get it going. You don't have to do the whole stress test we did. That's a lot. And then you'll it go pick up the farmer and try to operate it. And you'll see it's completely different, but you'll see after the third or fourth time, you eventually start to learn to operate in that red zone. I can't say that enough in these stressful situations. Um, it matters. I mean, the first time I was involved in a foot pursuit, I think I told you the story with the NYPD, uh, was Halloween, what was it, uh, 1997? And Guy shot in our direction. I'm not going to say he was shooting at us. I know the bullet uh, wasn't that far from us. And uh, we got in a foot pursuit. I'm chasing this guy. I'm chasing him down with Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, what did he make a left on? 
is it Linden or whatever? I'm not sure. But he makes a left. And before he makes the left, I keep thinking to myself, gosh, if I turn this corner, what if he's sitting in the corner getting ready to shoot me? So my training kicked in and I did that wide, you know, you take a wide turn around the corner. So you'll see him before he sees you. And I look and the guy's gone. He's in the wind. Well, it turned out this guy was smart. He had jumped under a van on the corner and scooted away. He jumped in their van, waited for me to pass him, and then he walked in the other direction and took his jacket off. They caught him, but it's just your training kicks in right away, and you do, but you do get into that tunnel vision scenario, and if I hadn't had that training at all, forget it. I, it would have been like a total uh, disaster, so if you're going to learn how to operate a firearm, try that out. Try your own little mini stress test if you can handle it, and uh, it's, you'll see the difference. It's important stuff. All right. Hey, um, one last thing here. Joe's got a gubernatorial candidate running. If I may just throw in one final political story. Certainly. So Joe, Ben Jealous, as you know, just won the Democrat nomination for the uh, governor's race in Maryland. Maryland in a blue state has a uh, Republican governor, Larry Hogan. Mm -hmm. Now, Ben Jealous was on MSNBC the other day, and I'm constantly warning you about liberals and liberals encroaching. On our uh, on our civil liberties and how liberals, oh, we're not coming for your guns. We're not trying to confiscate your guns. We're not trying to take your money. No, they are. Like that's their thing. That's what liberalism is. It's the very essence of liberalism is the diminution of individual liberty in exchange for the power of the big state. So he was on MSNBC the other day, and there was that horrible incident at the Capitol Gazette with the shotgun, by the way, uh, where the where the guy. Uh, managed to acquire a shotgun and wound up killing, uh, I believe it was five people. Yep. It was a horrible incident, and Joe, it's, a, it's been the focus of uh, national news and local news, where Joe is uh, pretty much nonstop over yeah. there. But Jealous, of course, now has to bring up the shotgun, as if, you see where this never ends, folks? It wasn't that long ago that Joe Biden, Joe Biden had said to people, you know, go out, get a shotgun, shoot the two rounds off. And now Jealous says in the interview, he kind of insinuates that, you know, we got to take this further now. We got to look at shotguns. Folks, I, I, you know, I've, I've warned you forever. This is the new Democrat Party. People do evil, horrible, murderous things. And somehow your ability to defend yourself is the first thing under attack. They're not going to stop. I've warned you about this before with Eric Swalwell and his gun confiscation bill. Um, you know, that stuff will be next. Sad, but it's uh, it's happening in uh, in real life. So uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. I, you know, I hope you enjoyed the show. It's a little different, uh, but I I don't like to. I could take the day off. By the way, no one. I'm not contractually obligated to do this, folks. Just so you understand, right. neither is Joe. Right. But my audience matters to me, and I believe hard work pays off, and I do it because I believe when other hosts take a break that you, if you choose and want to spend a few minutes listening to something Joe and I have to say, that we should have something there for you. Uh, you matter to me. This audience matters to me. I respect everything you do for me and you've, uh, you mean the world to me. So hope you have a happy Independence Day. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.